I know I said the next episode I would do would be talking about the last few weeks of Jace's life, but recently we are going through something awful that happened on Halloween night in our neighborhood. In fact, it happened right across the street from our house. That's kind of stirred up a lot of emotions the same as what we went through three years ago, losing Jace. Um, a 14-year-old boy was shot and killed right across the street from our house on Halloween night around 7.35 p.m. And with everything that's transpired from then even un- until now just gives me all more reason to not trust our shitty police department. I mean, it, it was such a chaotic scene and it was so badly handled that it just disgusts me completely. Um, you know, I'm not a big cop basher. I, you know, I never was, you know, until I had a really bad experience with them. Uh, you know, before and after Jace passed, you know, they, there's a lot of corruption going on. There's a lot of, you know, just... A lot of it just doesn't make sense to me. That's why I can't really find the words. But I'm going to talk about what happened on Halloween because, you know, the speculations and the news media doesn't even have the accurate accounts. So, you know, it also shows, you know, how poorly supported people are in our community in Ben Salem. It's sickening, you know. Um, I'm not a big social media person, but I've been following this since I, myself, and my family were witnesses to this event. And in fact, it's unreal that only two were injured and one was killed with the amount of bullets that were spewing down our street. You know, my husband was out there, my brother, and my two daughters. Bullets went right by them. They're so lucky. Not just them. All the kids and other neighbors that were there are so lucky to have not gotten hurt and to have gotten away with their lives because this poor 14-year-old boy is no longer with us. And, I mean, in my eyes, 14 years old, he is a baby. I mean, it just... uh, 
I'm at such a loss for words right now that it's just unreal. But <clears throat> I, I want to address it and, and tell the story um, because, like I said, reading posts and comments that, you know, Ben Salem community are posting are disgusting. You know, it, I live in such a pro-police town that has no clue of the amount of bullshit and crime that is going that goes on under our noses and you know I did try to speak out about nine months after Jace was murdered and you wouldn't believe the heartless comments I received you know it's like I just lost a child you know, and you're tell- calling me a liar and you're telling me how upstanding our police department is. You, you know, these people weren't even there. They weren't a part of any of my life at the time. But for some reason, they seem to know everything. And they don't care that you're grieving and that you're in pain. They are just a sad bunch of people. I, 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 wanted, I would say worse, but I'll just put it at that. They're a sad bunch of people who live in a fucking bubble, apparently. Anyway. <clears throat> so, the news media and um, what the police have given, you know, from the information that they feel happened was that they posted I'm so sorry they posted um, there were calls to my neighborhood because of a huge crowd of teenagers between like 20 and 30 of them were in this huge brawl like physical altercation a big like mass fight was apparently going on and then it escalated to gunshots and right there that's not what happened (laughs) um there was a big group I live in a huge neighborhood and you know there was more than usual it was Halloween there was a party a few blocks away and um it's not unusual to see the familiar teenage faces that were out that night um they do that they kind of hang around across the street from my house it's kind of like a small outdoor mini mall like there's a hair salon and a pizza store and a little convenience store you know it's you know they hang out there and they do normal menacing teenage shit Nothing, you know, horrendous. You know, sometimes they're a little loud. Sometimes they might be out there a little later, like on the weekends. But not anything, you know, horrible. Um, 
And, and so on Halloween, you know, obviously, you know, there was hundreds of kids out trick-or-treating in my neighborhood. And like I said, there was a party. So there was a little bit more kids than usual. I would say there was probably a good 20. Anyway, um, three times the police were called. This is 20 minutes before shots were even fired. And they really didn't, you know, come out and do anything. Um, I talked to a neighbor of mine who said, you know, a police officer drove by. And when he talked to him about breaking up the crowd, he said, well, what do you want me to do? They're teenage kids and it's Halloween and it's only seven something at night, you know, if they're still out at 10 after 10 p.m. and they're making noise, then give us a call. And that was that, you know, that was going to be how it was. Although, I mean, we were kind of fine with that, hearing that, because, you know, there was really nothing going on. Like I said, there was no fighting or brawling or arguing. I mean, none of that was going on. I don't know where that information came from. There, now, I'll tell you what happened. The kids were out there. The cops are called. 20 minutes later, a car pulls up. And a man and his son get out of the car. Okay, now this is when there was loud arguing and things escalated. It wasn't until this man showed up with his son, his teenage son, who apparently had some beef with one of the kids that was out there you know this parent was not setting a good example let's just put just put it that way he and he brought his son up there for all intentions of an altercation this was a grown man who got into a 17 year old boy's face and screamed horrible things at him, calling him a pussy, a little bitch, you know. He was also egging his own child on to fight, to fight, okay? Who does that? Whatever beef they had or whatever issue these two kids had, if that parent felt that it was so out of hand that he needed to intervene, What he should have done was go to the boy's house and talk to the parents. I mean, common fucking sense. You put on such a big spectacle in front of a whole bunch of kids. And you pumped your son up. You know, not to mention the boy's mother at some point I don't know if she was with them or what you know um I just saw a video that somebody actually I saw a couple videos that were taken of this happening okay because I was checking my grandchildren's candy (laughs) at the time um that altercation was probably five minutes long you know it was it uh they got into their car and that's when about 15 shots were fired okay 15 shots were fired the minute that father 
took his kid to their car and, you know, took off. Let's just put it that way. I'm not saying that I know for a fact that this man was the one with the gun who, sh- who fired off 15 rounds. But coincidentally, it all seems to be pointing in that direction. You know, very ironic if it was a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? Now, there's cameras up at the hair salon and in the parking lot. So, and there was, what, a good 50 witnesses, if you don't count only the group of kids. I mean, there's neighbors out. There's parents with their children trick-or-treating. So, you know, there's a lot of people that were witness to this. Now, where my bedroom window is, is right where... I mean, I can look out my one bedroom window and see that whole complex and, like, pretty much that whole part of my street. But I heard the gunshots. And my grandson looked at me and he goes, what was that? And I said, that, they were gunshots. You know, I, I gave myself, like, a minute because I'm looking out the window and I see everybody scattering. And I'm like, okay, what the hell? So, I decided I was going to go walk out front and see what was going on. Well, my youngest daughter and her girlfriend come running in the house and they're hysterical crying. And they're begging me not to go outside. And I said, what is going on? And uh, they were like, it's awful. It's awful. Don't go out there, mom. I said, were they gunshots? And they're like, yeah, but don't go out there. Um, At this point, I don't know where the rest of my family is. So... I immediately go into trauma mode and um, instantly thought something happened to my uh, 26-year-old daughter, Lauren. Uh, You know, once you lose a child, you know, when you hear something happen, you don't even have to hear. All you have to hear is the words, oh, something happened. And, you know, you go into panic mode. I mean, it could have been she stubbed her toe, but it doesn't matter. Your life changes once you lose a child, especially to a murder. So anyway, of course, you know, the second my my 16-year-old turns around, I went out the back door. So I go out the back, and this is where my account of events, and they're 100% accurate facts. <laughs> So nobody could tell me I'm wrong. Although I'm sure if I went back into these neighborhood apps, if I posted anything, you know, I would be told by all these asshole people that live in Ben Salem that, you know, I'm wrong. But I'm going to tell my side of the story. I go outside. Of course, there's people running. And I quickly assess my family's good. But I look up into the parking lot and there is a a boy on the ground and two other boys who were struck are sitting on this brick this like a half brick wall and I walk up now probably this is probably mm, and I'm just guessing here six minutes 
six, seven minutes after the shots were fired. Um, there was one police officer there, one police officer, okay? He looked like he was 12 years old. Uh, the chaos that I experienced is that I was able to walk right up and stand over top of this child that was shot in the neck. You know, the police officer on the scene was so inexperienced and obviously very, I mean, just not, it's not even about being inexperienced. It just goes to show that something has to be done with the way they train these police officers. They are emergency responders. They should know immediately what to do. I don't care if it's your first time. You know, I worked in a hospital where I had to attend code calls in West Philadelphia. I worked at University of Penn for years. I've seen so many different codes and gunshot wounds and you name it, I saw it there. And I will tell you, the first code I attended that I led, you know, I, my training kicked in. You know, I did what I needed to do, and I was nervous after it was over. You know, I mean, that's how it should be. Anyway, getting back to Halloween night, um, I walk up, this police officer, he's got his hand under the boy's head and he's just kind of like I mean you could barely hear him he's hey you know hey kid you know hey snap out of it hey wake up wake up and I'm looking and I'm thinking where is this kid shot I had to ask a few times there were other people there not I mean at least there wasn't everybody up around this boy um you know like I said 15 shots were fired and everybody took off and um but there was a few people and I remember a woman standing there and I said where was he shot and she kept saying well his neck and I'm like okay so I'm standing over there and the officer is still just you know hey kid hey snap out of it wake up (laughs) the kid was not conscious I did not see him with any consciousness um, at all. But when I first got there, he looked as if he was struggling to maybe, I don't know. I don't know if it was a state of shock or what. He kind of moved and then that was it. So I said to the police officer, did you check his vital signs? Because you need to start CPR. And he just looked at me with like a blank stare. Now I'm just like, okay. I look around, you know. I'm looking for my husband, actually, because he was an EMT years ago. And um, I'm like, can somebody go get my husband, you know? Because compressions need to be started. Now, this gunshot wound was right above his collarbone. And, you know, I'm not saying it was superficial, but it looked like a large blister you know there was no blood so that's why I had to keep asking where was this kid shot finally I looked I stood over I I had to I was beside myself with this police officer I said you need to start CPR 
I said, did you check his vital signs? I, you know, I mean, I felt like I was talking to myself. In fact, at one point, I told the cop, I said, you know what? Get out of my way. I'm going to start CPR. You know, then, you know, after that, he lays the kid's head down and he starts it. But I'm telling you, I don't think he knew what he was doing. I mean, this, what he thought was CPR wouldn't have saved a small animal's life. Uh, you know, I, it, I just, you know, I was in shock myself, you know, plus the fact that, you know, I'm starting to feel a lot of feelings, you know, I'm, you know, just speechless at the fact that this actually just happened in front of my house on Halloween with my entire neighborhood out. And I really don't know what's going on either at this point. You know, like I said, I missed that father-son altercation. And, um, you know, I didn't see that, those videos until yesterday, but I heard about it, you know, like, you know, I, I take hearsay with a grain of salt if I didn't see it. Like people should, you know, normally do. Um, but it took a really long time for any other police officers to arrive. And it took a total, I would say, from when gunshots were fired to the time even the first ambulance arrived had to be 20 minutes or so. And I'm not even exaggerating. It didn't just feel like that. It was, you know, that this was absolutely a ridiculous amount of time passing to be taking care of gunshot victims. I don't give a shit that we live in a suburb right outside of Philadelphia, you know, because, you know, so many people are like, well, it's not Philly. So the fuck what? Gunshots don't have to come from the city. You know, it, it just, I don't get it. Suburbs should not be ill-equipped or ill-trained due to the fact they're not a, a big city. I, I don't, that's how I feel when I hear that coming from people but anyway um you know the other officers I would say the next two officers I saw that showed up were also I mean they were so young and so inexperienced and so unorganized they did not know what to do so it was frustrating to see, you know, um, at one point I was standing with my youngest daughter and her girlfriend who were just so beside themselves. They were so upset. Now they were there. And, um, one of the 10 year old cops came over to get a statement from my daughter's girlfriend. And she starts to talk to him somebody taps him on the shoulder and he turns around and walks away. <laughs> okay. You were just getting a witness's statement for a gunshot victim. Like, what the hell are you doing? And then he comes back and he's like, oh, um, do you remember what you were saying? Did you? Uh, okay. So you want to go back and tell me what happened again? And then again, something distracted him and he walked away. And that was that. He never took a statement. I don't even know where he went. And I'm 
<laughs> literally looking at my daughter and her friend and we're all looking at each other like does did this just really happen like why is everything so chaotic right now like nobody was being asked to stay away from these kids nobody was putting up crime scene tape nobody was doing anything it was just you know a scattered mess you know even when there was just one police officer at the scene attending to the 14 year old boy who was killed I should not have been able to walk all the way over there and stand literally on top of this boy and see and watch you know I you know to be honest I think my maternal instincts just kind of sprung into action I I was so panicked and upset for this little boy you know you don't want to see that and like I said you know the other two kids that were shot now they were shot in like the lower extremities um the one boy was shot in both his ankles and the other boy was shot in um like above his ankle and his leg now that they were bleeding profusely and um they just sat there you know nobody told them to lay down and put their feet up you know nobody tourniqueted the one boy's ankle that his whole sock was blood soaked and going back to the 14 year old there was no blood I mean such a minimal amount of blood and um I it came to find out that uh he died of cardiac arrest okay this gunshot wound like I said it was not in the chest it was in the neck now police reports have I don't know for whatever reason changed their story saying that the boy was shot in the chest I personally this is my opinion because you know um this kid's uncle shows up while I am begging this police officer to start CPR okay and he was standing next to me freaking out when things started to calm down and the ambulances were leaving that police officer was there talking to a, co- a child in the parking lot the uncle pointed to the cop and yells over I'm blaming you you sat there and did nothing while my nephew was dying on the ground you had to be begged to start life-saving procedures and you know what that man was 100% right you know he I should have nobody should ever have to tell a police officer what to do you know um the gunshot wound was like I said it was um it was kind of right a little bit above the collarbone on the side of the neck it looked like I said like a big blister there just wasn't any blood I don't know why the story or the police reports changed it to that he was shot in the chest maybe because the fact and like I said this is just my opinion the fact that he died of cardiac arrest 
and how poorly that officer handled the situation, I feel like they're kind of covering his ass. They want to cover his ass. Also, that poor boy, oh my God. You know, they pronounced him dead at the hospital. But to be honest, he, he lost his life in that parking lot. Um, I'm not saying that CPR would have saved his life. Nobody will ever know that. But let's put it this way. The fact that there's no blood, barely any blood. This boy is 14 years old and it's Halloween and he's hanging out with his friends. Okay. Nobody's expecting some sort of altercation. Nobody is expecting to get shot. Okay. He went into shock. Okay. I'm telling you, this boy, his whole body had to have gone in complete and utter shock, which put him into cardiac arrest, had nothing to do with that bullet. That's what happened. I feel. Now, the hospital reported that he, you know, was pronounced at the hospital and that it was, you know, due to cardiac arrest. Okay. They didn't say it was from the gunshot wound and they would have. I don't know. Right there, that 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 bothers me. You know, the whole changing of the police report or what they're telling. Okay, so they start putting crime scene tape up. They put it all the way from the shopping center to my house, and um, they did such a piss poor job. They they. Like half ass. I, I mean, of course we're all gonna stand out there and watch. No, they, nobody's telling us not to. Um, you know they're looking around now. They marked off, I think, twelve, you know, casings or shots or whatever. They never even came down and walked in front of my house, where there are three bullets that are unaccounted for. If for, um, you know, the, the police's evidence. So if there's three, maybe there's more, you know, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <sighs> God, <sighs> it just, anyway, I, I know, I know it, I sort of have a biased opinion a negatively biased opinion considering how poorly our situation was handled when my Jace was murdered. But this is what I witnessed. So this is what I saw. And it's 1000% fact. Now, I don't know if anybody in my community will even listen to this podcast. Um, but if they do, I'll get bashed. I will get fucking torn apart. And, you know, at this point, I don't even care. You know, I know the truth and what happened. These people who will bash me to pieces weren't even there. So, just goes to show how credible and caring and kind our community is, you know, when shit like this goes on. I know, I'm ranting and raving, but believe me, I'm holding a lot in I'm holding, like, back, believe it or not. Um, 
So the police tapes up. Uh, they get the salon owner to come out, you know, to, and to, for her to pull um, the video surveillance, okay? Now, this is, they never made an arrest, not even still, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want to laugh because it's just so fucking pathetic. Um, you know, like I said, there were so many witnesses. Uh, they claim that the surveillance video is sort of poor quality. That's what I heard, you know, from... A credible source, but I'm just going to put it at that. So, you know, by 1 a.m., all the crime scene tape is gone, okay? The police, everybody, all gone. Only the news media outlets were out there, you know, the, new, the news vans and stuff. And um, I'm thinking, wow, that was quick. I mean... Two kids, three kids were shot and one died. Um, you're telling me that in that short amount of time, you did all the investigation that you felt needed to be done to take down the crime scene tape and allow people to just park back in those spots, drive over, you know, walk around and, you know, possibly you know, damage any other evidence that they may have missed. But, okay, maybe they're just that good, you know, at what they do. <laughs> so, it was about 1 o'clock. I, now at this time, you know, I had tried to lay down. I got a shower. I just, you know, my mind couldn't really wrap its head around that this really happened. This really happened. This is the second murder in front of my house within three years. And my 16-year-old witnessed both. Okay? This, my poor kid, you know, oh, God. She's been through a lot. So, it's 1 a.m., and I took some flowers that we have, and I walked over, and I put them at the spot the parking spot where he was and I just like I just looked around and you know (laughs) there was still blood out there there was nothing very well cleaned up of course the blood was off off to the side not where the the victim um um the boy that passed was uh there was maybe some I'm not saying there wasn't any blood. It was just a very, very minimal amount. But there was a lot of blood over to the side where the other two boys were because they were bleeding profusely through their socks and, like, oh, it was just an awful mess. So I left flowers there. And um, the next morning, my two daughters, they walked over and left some flowers too. And You know, I really, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm not a police officer. I feel like, you know, they should have had that 
taped off for at least 48 hours. You know, they should be double and triple and quadruple checking the scene. Especially when, I don't care. I mean, this boy was a baby. He was 14 years old. Especially when a child was shot and killed. But for anybody, I mean, I... I guess I'm just the type of person that if that if I were a police officer assessing that crime scene, I wouldn't be able to live with myself without coming back and checking again and checking again and checking again. Like I don't know. Um so <sighs> there was no arrest made. That was um yesterday still even today but you know yesterday it was just police sending out bulletins and tips and and urging and begging for you know the na- the close by neighbors and anybody that was a witness at all to come forward <laughs> it's like okay so you watch the surveillance videos I don't care if it's poor quality. Like, come on. You could have... Just something. Anything. I happened to... I was... some. I was able to see... A quick glimpse of the video. And like I said, this was from a credible source. And I'm not going to relay who it was from. And the quality I didn't think was that bad. Um... The, my daughter's, I'm so sorry, my, my daughter's texting me as I'm recording and um, she just updated me on something. I'll come back to that. So, you know, it's just, like I said, very ironic how the shots were fired the minute that, you know, this man and his son got into the car and pulled away, okay? I don't know if it was... I, I don't know who did it, you know? Uh, like I said, that at that time, I wasn't there. Other people were, and like I said, uh, it's hearsay, and I've heard different things, but n- nobody has... Nobody that I heard from had said 100%, without a doubt, it was this person or that person I mean nobody was expecting this so it's not like they were like you know setting their eyes out looking for somebody who was going to fire off shots um but yesterday like I said it was just kind of a lot of emotions and actually the hair salon opened up so there were people driving over that parking lot area which I was just like what the hell like, I feel like that's so disrespectful for that family. Like, at least caution off two or three spots, like, so they can have a place to remember their son. But, um, uh, I try to avoid all the news anchors walking around and any police officer detectives that were around. You know, I just, it's 
But, you know, I know the situation is different, but it really kind of made our family feel like we relapsed in grief. You know, it was bringing back a lot of bitter feelings and devastating memories. It just kind of put our family in shock. And and now we're regrieving again. We're regrieving the loss that we suffered. And now we're freshly grieving this poor child. And, and uh, you know, there's no amount of condolences and I'm sorry's or anything that you could say to this family. Their lives are forever changed in a terrible way. And it's never, ever going to be the same. And I'm going to tell you, it never gets better and it never gets easier. I have to pretend it does because people don't like to hear about it constantly. For me, time makes it worse. And I'm not lying. (sighs) So I know what this mother is going to go through. And it's so unfair. It's... I hope there's justice served. I really do because um, it's really hard to live without any answers and no accountability and no official charges made <laughs> when when your child's murdered. It, it, it's it, you almost can't grieve properly because you're so full of anger. And that's not fair either. That's not fair for a family. It's not even fair for the victim that that's who lost their life. Now, today is two days, what, two days later. My daughter calls me because I'm away at work. And she's like, Mom, it's really getting weird. They started you know, blocking off things again. And now detectives are banging on doors, demanding like information that we really just don't have. This is what I have a problem with. Okay. So a detective who was talking to my 26 year old. Okay. He's giving her information that apparently they have evidence of that made no sense. And he's telling her this is an active, ongoing investigation. Okay? If don't, why are you giving this information out? Which, like I said, the information of the supposed evidence they had, you know, my daughter had said to him, she goes, I understand where you got that information from or the evidence because you know what he said was there was apparently a silver car four-door sedan that had four teen teenagers in it and that the gunshots came from that car but you know my (sighs) witnesses there everybody they're like where (laughs) where was this car anyway you know, it. 
I don't know why or how things go the way they are, you know. But there's just no way in hell that that ironically coincidental random shooting was done at like the very like the most perfect timing of just how that five minute altercation went down I don't know it something's not right you know with that story because like I said that small surveillance um picture I was shown shows that four door silver sedan and there were not four people in that car you can clearly see that it looked almost like a single driver was in it um but you you could definitely see that now if there was a kid like like if it was the father and that boy maybe the boy was in the back but you can see in this car that there are not four teenagers sitting in this car so they're trying to tell my daughter that this was random um very coincidental and you know the timing just they know how it seems and looks fucking that's bullshit to me I, I, I don't buy it I just don't fucking buy it I mean you know you had extra supposedly extra police force out because it was Halloween and blah 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 and they were all in the area you know you were told over and over what happened the car that took off what direction where it was going and you never followed up that's how I feel I mean maybe they did send somebody out I don't know it just seems like you know there was a lot of witnesses a lot of people could I don't know I, I just don't like how it's going down and it's not just because I don't like the police it's not like I hate all the police officers in Ben Salem just most of them I did deal, you know, with two very awesome police officers when I went through my situation. Um, I know they're not all bad, but the corruption and the, the, the crimes that are committed that are not released and that are hidden and tucked away and not talked about is very, very high in our community. And residents don't like to hear that because like I said, they're pro-police and their speculations and opinions apparently are facts now. So if you say something that, you know, my town doesn't agree with or like, they're gonna bash you to fucking pieces and make you feel like shit and they don't care if you're grieving or suffering any type of hurt from whatever you're going through. They don't care. <laughs> they don't. And that that's embarrassing and sad. Uh, I know it's not everybody in my community, but it, I'm not exaggerating. It's like 95%. Um, they're racists, you know, uh, I read one post, oh my god, it, 
I had to stop reading them because it's infuriating. You know, it was like, they're, you know, somebody was like, oh, prayers are needed for, you know, such and such family as they lost their 14-year-old son. And the comments below, oh my God, like, there were two. They're like, let's guess, they're black. Oh my God, for real? Why would you even... And first of all, no, every person at that scene looked white to me. And then the other 90% of comments are Philly trash, Philly scum. They're all from the, they're all from the city and they're, you know, the lawless city where you're allowed to just fucking get a gun and da 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 da. No, these people were not from the city. These, this was like a neighborhood thing. Um... Uh, and then you get the other people who are, you know, this is what we need more, you know, guns taken off the streets and da, da, da. nobody should be allowed to have a gun. It's not the gun. It's the person handling the weapon. This man or whoever did this, okay, was apparently very fucking unhinged. So when it comes to gun violence, yeah, I'm not off for gun violence, but I do believe that... If you get the proper evaluations and do what you need to do to get a license to carry, you should be allowed to carry. But there is no type of psychological, um, you know, test to go through to get a gun. And there probably should be because, I mean, you could have a clean record and, you know, come off as a wonderful person and go apply for your gun and, and your fucking mind could be as loony as fucking, you know, Charles Manson. But because you had a clean record and never been in trouble, you're allowed to have a gun. (laughs) So, I mean, I think maybe things have to change. Uh, But no, I'm not for taking guns away from everybody, you know. Uh, I, I believe in the right to protect yourself. And the right to carry if you feel like you need to but um anyway that that's what happened I'm gonna be honest I was actually on the news last night oh my god and it was awful I I saw myself on tv and I can't believe how old I got (laughs) I mean I'm not trying to like discredit what happened or over like you know make a joke about but oh god the most terrifying thing in the world is to watch yourself on tv but what i wanted to say was um i did decline <laughs> i tried to decline the interview but the anchor man was just the most wonderful person and the nicest person in the world his name was brian sheehan from nbc 10 and he had, to, I mean, we talked off record for like, oh my God, we had been talking out there for close to an hour. And finally, he just made me feel so comfortable with the fact that, look, he's like, we're going to do like a two, three minute interview, just like we're talking now. And, you know, we'll just choose like a few 10 second clips from the interview. And he did a wonderful thing for me. Um, 
because I have such a hard time bringing awareness to the murder of my Jace. And I feel like I've hit a wall. And I feel at this point like I'll never get true justice or there'll never be any type of police accountability for their negligence. Um, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to even keep up with journaling and podcasting um, because it's hard. It, I struggle. I'm still struggling through it. And I, I feel like I'm letting Jace down and just, I'm just not feeling good with the fact that I feel like I'm never going to get anywhere with um, honoring him in the way he should, you know. So we did talk about, you know, how I went through this three years ago. And um, it, he was wonderful. He He mentioned the fact that I wasn't a stranger to losing a child to murder just yards away from where this boy was also killed three years ago. Um, And he did it in a way that did not overshadow the death of this boy. And I couldn't be more grateful. You know, he said to me afterwards, I believe that you need to tell your story. And you'll never know. Maybe somebody will come across and see it and be like, wait, wait a minute. Did they just say that this mother also suffered a murder in the same spot, (laughs) you know? And, you know, I know that the police constantly keep updated on the news and I want them to hear me say it because I'm not giving up. I know what happened. I'm not going to let this just slide under the rug. You have a man named Kevin Tremol who is 52 years old that you made a deal with. He murdered my child and he is on the streets selling drugs and prostitutes just as he was before. So I feel kind of relieved to get that off my chest and that it was mentioned publicly on TV. But I got to wrap this up and I want to wrap it up by just saying that what happened on Halloween was just so devastating and uncalled for for everybody involved like my whole neighborhood everybody that was there but it's starting to feel like a curse has been put on our family because we are struggling you know my husband is in a state of shock along with my youngest because I I'll just put it to how my youngest said to me, you know. She said, I feel lucky to be alive. Bullets went right by me. That's heartbreaking to hear. And she's only 16. So, 
like I said, there's not a, any amount of I'm sorry's and condolences you can send this family, but to the Romano family in Vincent, I I'm heartbroken for you and I'm grieving with you. And you, your son, your whole family has been on me and my family's minds this entire time and will continue for a long time. I really hope that you get all the answers that you deserve and that your son gets the justice that he deserves. So, until next time... I'll wrap it up there and I'm not going to make any promises. Yeah, I'm going to make promises. Next episode, I will definitely, definitely try to get through an episode of sharing um, the events that I personally went through when my oldest was murdered in front of my house three years ago. So hopefully there's listeners out there who try to get more listeners to hear this story and thank you so much to anybody who's chimed in and listened and please if there's any questions or anything you want to say you can always email me and all that information will be linked in this episode so I appreciate it thank you